Walk in Your Excellence. I'm your host, Sean Larry, and thanks for listening into this week's episode of Walk in Your Excellence. Yes. You know, there are some podcasts that I definitely want to take a second to shout out and highlight some of the amazing people who are on them. Uh, the first podcast is The Friend Zone. You definitely have to tune in. And Hey Friend Hey, a Harlem native. Shout out to Harlem, Harlem World USA. Hey Friend Hey is someone from the show who is a spiritual healer, someone who is a, a wellness advocate. And there's another person, Jade of All Jade from the podcast, Jade and XD and Getting Grown, uh, someone who is unapologetically herself, mm-hmm. which of course you know I love. It's one of the <laughs> defining values of walking your excellence, yes. being unapologetically yourself. And today's guest reminds me of those two individu- individuals and her commitment her commitment, commitment to the beehive yes! is admirable. She shares a common love of Beyonce, just like your host, Sean yes. Larry. And I get the privilege of working with this beautiful black woman every single week. Her name is the Maya Stone. She is one of the most versatile people that I know. Not only is she the producer of the Walk in Your Excellence podcast, her talents are unmatched and spans multiple industries she is a pepperdine graduate with two degrees not just one two degrees in media production and interpersonal communication and a california native yes she is here in new york city living her very best life shout out to cardi b yeah she is a a a podcast producer at necessary studios in long island city new york where she produces amazing shows like me too radio zone we're working on it and of course walk in your excellence she works in television production on phenomenal shows like situationship web series crash karaoke the chew and l.com and of course she is a dj this woman (laughs) does it all and i'm super super excited to welcome my good friend maya stone what who is that you no it's not you're lying (laughs) i promise you you're lying that is you maya well first and foremost I want to thank you for allowing me this time uh, to, for you to share your excellence w- on the podcast. Thank you. But um, also, you are the woman behind the scenes that makes all this possible. Ah, I do my and best. And so I'm taking a second to just sh- express my gratitude in my most humble voice. I am so honored to work with you every single week. It is a joy. Hey. It is a pleasure. B- before the scenes, after the scenes, behind the scenes, it is just great to just work with you. In general, you are a breath of fresh air. Uh, and I firmly believe that people come across your, your path for a reason. And so mm. I think that you have been in my life for a reason. Uh, this hey. podcast came out of just a random idea yeah. in December. Mm-hmm. And two months later, we were like launching a teaser. Yeah. Uh, and so I know that I just had the opportunity to introduce you to the world a little bit, but I want you to tell us who is Maya? Sean, first of all, thank you for having me. Of it's course. crazy to be behind the in front of the mic. Yeah. In yeah. front of the <laughs> mic. <laughs> um, wow, this is insane. Who is Maya? Maya is Maya Denise Stone, to be exact. <laughs> Maya is a ball of light. Um, mm. I'd like to say I'm radiant. Okay. <laughs> in okay. the most humble way I can. Yeah. Um, I love people. I love getting to know people. I love getting to know who they are, their stories, them mm-hmm. being um, them in their vulnerable states, them in their powerful states, mm-hmm. them when they're laughing, them when they're crying, and figuring out and just exploring people in their lives and how they got to where they are today yeah. and what lessons they've learned, what lessons they have to share, um, and just how 
they use their agency in the world to impact the world in a positive way, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and how I can work with a person or with people of that caliber to do the same. Yeah. Um, because I do think that's one of my life missions, just getting to know people and, and their stories and being able to cultivate spaces where they're able to grow in that mm-hmm. and heal mm-hmm. through things that they've gone through, mm-hmm. um, in their upbringing. And, um, and yeah, just continue to make the world better than what it is yeah. because it can be hard, yeah. but, um yeah man that's the short the short version the short version yes it's it's so (laughs) interesting because i get to see you uh every week when we we record and like to see you on the other side you are glowing oh Uh, you're not nervous are you uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know different. you're usually behind the scenes, <laughs> and now different. like this is your this is your episode. You get to tell who, us like who everything. wants to talk about me? What? Yes. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> no. This is this is excellent. Tell us a little bit. Like bring us all the way back yeah, to, to the beginning, right? Like before you became the woman who you are today. Mm. I love hearing about ch- people's childhood. Yeah. As you know, like talk mm. to me a little bit about your upbringing. How's that impacted you as a as a woman? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I'm a Taurus. <laughs> My birthday's May 13th. No, me is coming up. <laughs> um, yeah, like you said before, I'm a Cali native, mm-hmm. Los Angeles to be exact, South Central to be even more precise. Nice. Um, shout out to my hood. Um, I grew up um, in a single parent household. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, my dad's in my life, and I have a relationship with my dad, but my mom mostly raised me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She and my aunt um, raised me. Uh, I have three siblings, technically. Mm, actual siblings three but who i call my siblings for (laughs) i'm the baby out of all of them Mm -hmm. and um i love each of them dearly they all i honestly attribute who i am today based off of the relationships that i have with my siblings because i'm really young compared to them Mm -hmm. they're between me and my oldest sibling there's a 12 year gap Mm. and between me and my closest sibling there's a 10 year gap so um really big yeah and so for the most part, I kind of grew up as an only child in the household Mm -hmm. because all of them were like in college and stuff by the time I was getting to be an adolescent. And one thing that they did was they always reached out to me and made sure to have a relationship with me despite Mm -hmm. things that happened in our family. Mm -hmm. Um, And they taught me a lot and they always made sure to look out for me and things like that. So I I had that kind of cradling in a sense, which I'm really appreciative of. Mm -hmm. Um, I was always a bright kid, Um, always a bright kid, stayed in books, stayed in school. Um, I loved math. Math was my favorite subject, but I loved school. Like I remember loving homework (laughs) up until about high school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's usually when things change. I I get the pleasure of seeing that every day. Oh, you right. (laughs) (laughs) You see the shifts. Right. Right. The bright eyed, bushy tails to everybody being pissed off. Mm -hmm. But I always loved anything creative. I loved arts. I loved dancing. I loved to draw growing up. I loved to write even still. Mm -hmm. Um, TV, movies, anything visual, anything visually stimulating. And I think probably my biggest love would be music because I've grown up listening to all different types of music Mm -hmm. via my siblings, via my parents, via school and the different types of people that I was around. Mm -hmm. And just being able to connect with people via music because music brings people together. And just being able to sonically put together a vibe, Mm -hmm. if you will, Mm -hmm. which is why DJing now is something that's like, oh, shoot, you need to be doing this. Like, you should have been doing this a while ago. But now that you're doing it, congratulations. Yeah. And then from there, I remember in high school, uh, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, The Game, with T.M. Mowry, Pooch Hall, Hosea Chanchez, Wendy Raquel Robinson. I could go on and on, I stand. (laughs) But... um, That was a good show. I mean... It was a good show. It was a good show for a little bit. For a little bit. It was popping. It was, yeah. And then things changed. Maybe season one and two. 
yeah. yeah. <laughs> my mom took me to a TV show taping when I was 15, um, which was my first one. And I remember we were watching the director do her thing. I believe at the time it was Mara Brockett Hill, mm-hmm. who was a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just wa- my mom and I were watching her and she looked at me and she was like, this is you mm-hmm. in like 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. like easy. And I looked and I was like, you know what, you're right. Like, <laughs> like it never awesome. really clicked that like the arts and anything creative was something to pursue. Cause you mm-hmm. know, growing up it's like doctor, lawyer, you know, mm-hmm. teacher. Mm-hmm. That's what was kind of pushed for the ideal job, so mm-hmm. to speak in the American dream. Mm-hmm. But th- at that moment I was like, you know what? I could work in television. I don't know what that looks like, but why not? Or I could work in the arts period. Right. And then from there, that's when I started to explore it in college by doing step team and being the captain of that for three years, doing it for four years and loving that and growing a passion in that, Mm -hmm. growing as a leader in that. Um, And then shortly after, just uh, moving to New York a year after I graduated college Mm -hmm. and finding people, like-minded people that are also creatives that are like, you know what, I want to be, I'm in the arts too and I'm going to make this shit work. Like I'm going to create a web series and push it to as many eyes as I can mm-hmm. you know whether it makes it to TV or not I'm doing what I want to do yeah. you know I'm living my passion speaking my truth being unapologetically me yes, yes. <laughs> walking in my excellence I hear it um so yeah I kind of just like grew into that sense of like you know what you can be who you are and do what you want absolutely yeah absolutely tell yeah. me tell me my uh, what are you what do you think you're best at god what <laughs> <laughs> You know I had to save all the hard questions Why for my producer. Why would you do that? Uh, besides sleeping and eating. Oh, um, gosh. I know. Well, I need feedback on that. I do not do that well. You do not sleep. I, I don't understand your life. I know. I need, I, some, I need some support there. You do. I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am good. I'm a, like you, I'm a good connector. Mm. I'm very good at connecting people mm. and things. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm always in a reflective state and always thinking of how things relate and how things are in relationship to each other Mm -hmm. and how things affects, you know, cause and effect, just kind of seeing piecing things together in that way. And I'm going to humbly say I'm a lot of people gravitate towards me, Mm -hmm. just how my energy naturally is. And it's just very welcoming and very open and people easily come to me for a lot of things. And that's how I learn about a lot of people. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, Sean is a principal. Chelsea is a teacher. Mm hmm. That could be a dope partnership in right. some way, shape, or form. Because they're both doing dope things, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Even if nothing comes of that, they should know each other yeah. and just kind of let that flourish. Yeah. And I've just kind of been known for doing that throughout my life. Right. And um, same thing with music. Um, like I said earlier, like I'm, I hear uh, sonically, my mind is crazy. Like mm. I'm always thinking of like different mixes that I could do as a DJ, or like different songs that would sound good together. Yeah. Or I'll hear a song and be like, that would be a dope sample someday. Like right. maybe I'll work right. on that or something like that. Yeah, and just kind of creating, creating a new energy from that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, and I can see, I mean, I, you're good at a lot of things. I think you're downplaying a lot of it. But oh, well, I mean, well, some of it, it, it will likely come out in the in the interview. So I, I'm a firm believer that like everyone has a purpose mm-hmm. in life, right? Mm-hmm. And I know you, you talked a little bit about connectedness and like that's, mm-hmm. your, that's your strength. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a book that I read a couple years ago uh, with my church actually many, many years ago called The Purpose Driven Life yep. by Rick Warren. Familiar. And mm-hmm. I believe, you know, personally, I think that one of my life's missions like yours is to connect people right? right to inspire people to uh to exist as like a, a symbol of hope and mm-hmm. optimism especially mm-hmm. for like young black men Correct. besides your strength of being a connector what do you think your life's mission like why did god put you here yeah Ooh. 
that's a very layered question yeah um on a very personal note um i remember taking a course a while back and it was a personal development course Mm -hmm. and so in that course we explored a lot of things especially um familial things Mm -hmm. and a lot of a lot of what you deal with in your adulthood stems from your childhood facts so um and i remember listening to someone else's story and i remember the facilitator telling them hey sometimes the child is meant to be the parent sometimes Mm. sometimes the child is meant to save the parent Mm. now not going into my family's business but i've seen a lot like in coming into my adulthood where it's like there's a lot of healing that needs to take place here and seeing that in my family but also seeing parallels in my friends in their families Mm -hmm. and my coworkers Mm -hmm. in their families how Mm -hmm. they live their lives especially within the black community Mm -hmm. and it's like there's a lot, not criticizing, but just acknowledging there's a lot of work that we need to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer of, <laughs> shout out to Kenny Jones, episode three of Walking Your Excellence. Yes, he, yes. he said he walked in his excellence by standing in his filth. Yes, he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, that literally sent a chill down my spine because mm-hmm. I'm in that phase of like, okay, so who is Maya? Mm-hmm. Growing up, I was always don't get me wrong like i lived a great life like mm-hmm. but i was a poster child like i always got straight a's i was on honor roll i got into a, P- a great school mm-hmm. graduated without student loans thank god right uh, <laughs> <laughs> was captain of step team you know was an ra for three years was in church and praise dance and yeah, stuff like yeah. that like i did literally everything but and it was fun and it was great but it was like okay but who is maya she mm-hmm. does all this stuff but what is what is who is maya to her core has yeah. she tapped into that what does she need why isn't her cup filled why does she feel drained why does she feel overwhelmed when all of these great things are happening in her life Mm. um and just seeing that in everyone i know essentially and being like okay well why is this the case Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. and realizing that all of us have some sort of healing to do some sort of growth to do growing never stops learning never stops absolutely but more importantly those spaces they're now starting to happen Mm -hmm. with the conversations of mental health um especially in the black community which i'm very appreciative of Mm -hmm. but there needs to be more and especially i have a soft spot in my heart black women will always have my heart forever Mm -hmm. but i really have a soft spot for black men Mm. i don't know what it is it's just always been natural for me um men gravitate towards me not in like a physical attraction way Mm -hmm. but just i'm i I have a naturally nurturing like a matriarchal aura when it comes to men and and it's and it's always like an even exchange like i always receive something mutual from those interactions Mm -hmm. even just comparing my friendships and my relationships to them to challenging ones that i might have with people in my family and being like okay well my upbringing was like this but this person in my life is like this so there is different you know and also using that to work through my own shit Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah um but with black men in particular like there's a lot that i've seen that we've just been been conditioned to believe about black men and that black men have been conditioned to believe about themselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sexuality Mm -hmm. finances how they treat women how they refer to women Mm -hmm. you know things like that their relationships with their moms their relationships with their dad or lack thereof depending on the situation um and just seeing how layered that is and how deep that runs and how a lot of the times it goes way, right by the wayside and people don't realize how that connects to how they live life to this very day. And it yeah. being like, that's what's holding you back, fam. Not bashing you, but 
hey, sometimes you got to explore this shit. Yeah. And in order, you got to explore it to get through it and to get to the greener pastures. Absolutely. So I, I say all of that to say <laughs> that I, I strongly believe that one of my missions on earth is to create some sort of platform where people get to really explore that mm-hmm. unapologetically, mm-hmm. authentically, mm-hmm. stand up in it, have those hard conversations um, and be adults about it and be mature about it because mm-hmm. life is already hard enough, especially as black people. There's so many targets against us we got to support each other and get out of it and get through it together absolutely so there are two things that resonates with me right now and just hearing you say that the Mm -hmm. first is like i think we both (laughs) sort of suffer from this syndrome of just like not being of, of naturally being someone who connects naturally being someone who just is magnetic and like our our I think the thing that stands out to me is that we are just authentic. Absolutely. You know, like people feel that people, you know, it's so cliche, but real recognize real to mm-hmm. a certain extent. And like people are drawn to our personalities Absolutely. because we don't change. Right. Mm-hmm. We, yes. You have an adaptive leadership style yeah. or adaptive personality. Yeah. But like Sean is Sean at church. Sean is Sean at brunch. Sean mm-hmm. is Sean, you mm-hmm. know, standing in front of 100 staff members Absolutely. and standing in front of 700 kids. Yeah. Like I'm always going to just be who I am. And yeah. I think like you and I both bring that to the world, which mm-hmm. allows us to be connectors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing I'm just hearing you say, which really inspires me as a black man, you never hear. You know, you like black girl magic, yes. But like you, hearing you reflect, it's like black girl magic beats black boy joy. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's really, really inspiring to hear mm-hmm. like a woman's perspective on how they want to support the black. Absolutely. Man. And so, and I, it goes overlooked, especially you on Twitter right now, and somebody saying it words ain't shit. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it's daily. And Facts. and the older I get, the more I'm like. There is life and death in the power of the tongue. Absolutely. You know, and it's... Oh, don't bring us to church. Okay, right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I understand, like, men get on my nerves to trust, but... If we keep saying this, then how do we expect things to change? Yeah. If we don't have these conversations with each other, how do we expect things to change? Absolutely. The hard part I realize is, like, people want to be right, myself included, (laughs) you know, and it's hard to see past that, but... There has to be some way, shape, or form where we're seeing each other eye mm-hmm, to eye and being mm-hmm. like, okay, well, Sean felt away right. when I said this. And Maya felt away when Sean said that right. or something. Yeah, and being yeah. like, okay, so how can we get through this together? Mm-hmm. Because us bickering and arguing, we're just talking at each other. Exactly. We're not getting through to each other, mm-hmm. which is why we're still in this space. Yeah. So how do we... There's too much shit going on. Yeah. We need to move past this. Exactly. Talk so. to me a little bit about like some of the challenges you face, not just of like... Any challenges you want to share with us? I know it's one challenge to be like a woman in television and media production. But talk to us about how those what challenges you've had and how you overcome them. Mm. I think with each challenge that I face, the overarching theme. (laughs) Let me backtrack. Um, I realize that God has a funny sense of humor in the sense that sometimes he'll make you go through a lesson again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you learned this once, but can you learn it on this level? Yeah, right. Yeah. And so with every challenge in my life, I think the overarching theme has been like, stop thinking about what everybody's going to think of you. Yeah. Right. Growing up, it was always my weight. I'm a plus size woman. Mm. Proud and to beautiful. be one. Thank you. You know, I know I'm cute. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> anyway um yeah like hearing doctors at six years old seven years old being like "Mm, maya you need to stop eating i don't know mcdonald's because Mm -hmm. you're going to be overweight and Mm -hmm. you're going to be this and you're going to have health problems at seven you know and like 
your parents not reinforcing it to be the bad guy but it's like okay well i'm trying to follow doctor's orders i'm trying to do what's right by my family by my daughter exactly. so i'm gonna enforce that exactly and that but not knowing that that you know could brew some self-esteem issues mm-hmm. growing up which mm-hmm. is what happened in my case um i didn't date much growing up which probably was god <laughs> <laughs> no shade (laughs) men are a mess but (laughs) yes they are oh god um so yeah it was it was that up until i would say i moved to new york three years ago Mm -hmm. and just kind of being in a different environment and seeing um what a different territory had to offer in terms of dating and just like how people are viewed um outside of la um and then as i mentioned before i was a poster child growing Mm -hmm. up so always got good grades um ended up getting a really good job out of college Mm -hmm. um relocating for that job to new york so that's actually what brought me here um and then a year year and some change later losing that job and now i'm unemployed for the first time and it being like wow oh shit like (laughs) okay so now what Mm -hmm. i'm in new york i have my brother here my oldest brother but I'm a, yeah, like still independent. Yeah, still independent. Ish. This was a decision that I made. My parents support me, but also w- by their rules, you know, the help that they could afford is in LA, not in New York. So mm-hmm. I'm really out here, out here. Friendships are going by the wayside. Romantic relationships are going by the wayside, and just being like, okay, so Maya, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just kind of um, learning the hard lesson of really assessing where you are and tuning into who you are and where you are and also being able to stand up in your filth and being like you know what i fucked up in this situation i made this mistake yeah let me what's the best way that i could bounce back from it Mm -hmm. and learn from it Mm -hmm. um and not dwell in it because sometimes that's hard yeah like and i'm an empath like i take on emotions a lot and i process energy in a very intense way and sometimes that includes me taking things personally sometimes Mm -hmm. and being like Honestly, Sean might be in his own world right now. Mm-hmm. He might have said that. He might have done that. But that that's where he was at the time. And you know that that you might know that that wasn't directed towards you. Yeah. So you got to move on and, you know, address it in a different way later, you know, to where you guys are back on good terms. But you got to live your life, yeah. you know, and just kind of figuring out your role mm-hmm. in certain situations. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Okay. It makes perfect I know sense. I kind of just like went all no, the way around. But, no, it makes perfect um, sense. Yeah. And then just kind of going into the whole television world. Technically, I'm a freelancer, so the that's a challenge. The, yeah, yeah. Chasing down people for invoices, mm-hmm. chasing down jobs, booking a job, and then the shoot getting canceled the yeah, day yeah, of, yeah. and getting mad because you could have booked another role, yep. you know, something like that. And then also just the just how race is looked at in media, and just seeing how we've come a long way mm-hmm. in media and television mm-hmm. in terms of like you know we got blackish now, we got insecure, we got options as color folk, right? So to speak, quote unquote, right? Um. But working in television and just seeing those biases that are still there, that are still very much talked about, that are still that chatter. Like, mm-hmm. I'll never forget on an exper- a previous experience that I worked on. Um, one, uh, I'm a tomboy, mm-hmm. so that caters to my appearance, right? I'm very casual. I'm usually in some jeans, a T-shirt, and a Beyonce jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to some fellow co-workers i'm too casual yeah or i'm not capable of doing my job because i don't appear the part and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. but i produce results every day i Fact. come here on time i get my work done and i go home but i'm accused of having an attitude because i'm not smiling and chipper when you want me to be right even though i do my job and i do it well better than some of y'all other folk mm-hmm. what is that about mm-hmm. you know and just still still going through that and having the realization of we are still here like yeah. 
that's something I heard my parents talk about that they went through in the 60s, 70s, 80s. We're in 2018. Are we still going through this shit? Yep. You know, and it's even worse because we're supposed to be catering these messages that people are literally digesting, mm -hmm. but we're still holding on to these old outdated biases. Yeah. What is that about? Yeah. You know, but yeah. So, mm, and I'm really just scratching the surface of television because it's, I'm a year in at this point, a year and some change. Mm -hmm. Um, and I learned something new about it every single day. And I'm just trying to figure out how to make it better for myself and for my people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. I know that you you just been in New York for about three years. I have. Um, you know, I, I'm i I'm from here. You're, Congratulations. You're a <laughs> you are a rare you're, gem. You're, you're, a tra you're a transplant. <laughs> Don't you love us? Uh, <laughs> no, but it's really interesting because when, when, you, when, you, when you're out, like, and people say, like, oh, yeah, you're from New York City. Mm -hmm. People are, like, usually, wow. Like, yeah. you're, you're a native because so many people come come here and they they mm -hmm. move here right um i want you to tell us a little bit about like what are the differences between mm -hmm. cali and new york okay the weather the weather of course of <laughs> first course. and foremost especially this season Let's, it's still winter what <laughs> it is almost may how is right. it still 40 degrees Facts. literally two days ago i was in 70 degree weather and i'm not anymore and i'm pissed about oh it so that's number one <laughs> <laughs> the weather um two i would say the people mm. New Yorkers are way more blunt. Yep. To put it plainly, that's true. Way more blunt. And at first, it was because when you when you're not from here, like I still have family members that think that I live in Harlem Nights, Harlem, right? Like, right. You know, oh, or like Juice or not some shit. Murphy in Harlem. Listen, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Della like, Reese, Harlem. Ain't you, aren't you gonna get mugs? No <laughs> gentrification. Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So. um yeah, there's like a lot of outdated beliefs, but when you come here and you get to know the people, most of the time you realize that one, everybody's in their own world, mm -hmm. transplants included. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much going on in New York at once, whether you're on the train, whether you're walking through Times Square or at work, like there's just so much going on around you. You're just trying to maintain your own sanity. Right. And a lot of the time that's like that comes off as. Sorry, Sean, I ain't got time for you right now. Yeah, yeah. And I don't say that to be a bitch. I just say that as, mm. look, I'm just trying to main, I'm just trying to get through my day and pay mm -hmm. my rent, mm -hmm. right? Um, whereas LA, we're like, oh my god, like let's be friends, let's go out for brunch, let's you know, like go to the beach and spend all day together, and mm -hmm. you know, like time is not a factor there. Right. Whereas here, it's everything. It's your money. It's your rent. It's exactly. your paycheck, right? Um, let's see, traffic. How you get around is a huge factor. For sure. Um, before moving here, honestly, when moving here, the fact that I had to walk everywhere intrigued me because in L.A. I drive everywhere. I'm in a car all day. Right, I'm right. sitting all day. When I moved here, I lost 25 pounds, wow. 30 pounds, something like that. Yeah, just from walking, taking the train every day. Wow. Um, and New York is way more compact. Mm -hmm. Manhattan's, what, 13 miles long? Yeah. That's tiny. Mm -hmm. L.A. It County huge. is huge. Right. All five boroughs of New York can fit in L.A. maybe three or four times yeah. easily. It's huge. So that caters what you get to do and the different types of people that you're around mm -hmm. just because of distance alone. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, I think the biggest thing for me is um, how race is viewed mm. um, here and there. Um, I've always grown up black, proud to be black, like was never afraid to be it. But it wasn't until I moved to New York where I really started to explore those different conversations granted the climate is different we've had all these unfortunate police brutality cases so it's more in the forefront now but mm -hmm. growing up like 
the only thing I can remember was probably the OJ case. Yeah. Maybe Rodney King. But, you know, like it just race wasn't something that was a normal conversation growing up. And in L.A., everybody's trying to be friends. Like I went to school with Koreans and Filipinos and white people and Mexicans and black people. We're just all trying to be on the same playing field. Whereas here it's like, no, but Sean's a black man, you know, like and there are differences. He faces different things. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, and let's talk about it. Why not? But even you and I were having a conversation offline where even though New York is a huge melting pot, it's also very segregated. So there's that dichotomy. And it's like, so how does that work Mm -hmm. in the school systems? And, you know, I don't know (laughs) the fact that you could take the train, the A train from Inwood and it's one demographic. And by the time you get to 81st Street, it's a whole other population, you know. So, yeah, just like those conversations with race and how how that navigated my identity as a black woman and Mm -hmm. just another tangent i'm gonna stand for a little bit because the caribbean culture in new york is so fucking (laughs) beautiful like i love meeting my black people and being like okay so what are you though like i know that's (laughs) no shade that's a white person question but (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) but it's like sean you're yeah yeah, yeah, oh my god let me guess you're dominican aren't you no damn puerto rican and guyanese that's what it is okay right but (laughs) but like i wouldn't know that if i didn't ask you you know and that comes with a different upbringing Mm -hmm. Culturally, you grew up different than I did. Um, you ate different foods than I did mm-hmm. in some cases. You listened to different music than I did. Mm-hmm. You had a completely different experience. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, not knowing that's another aspect of blackness. For sure. Right? Like, that I wasn't privy to. That's also dope, you know, mm-hmm. that I get to celebrate. I'm not a part of it, but I get to honor yeah, it, acknowledge yeah. it, and be like, oh, shit. Like, Caribbeans, they got it. Like, right. they're a proud people. They're proud of where they're from. They're proud of what they had to do to make it in America because mm-hmm. that wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been a it's been a very eye-opening experience kind of becoming an adult in New York because yeah. it's a very hard place to live. Facts. And it is true. If you could make it here, you can make it any goddamn world on this planet. True. My goodness. That is it, true. It's torn me down in some ways, but it's also built me up. Maya, tell us how you walk in your excellence every day. Oh, God. Um, I walk in my excellence every day by being as authentic to myself as possible. Mm. Um, Yeah, I got to a point where I realized that being fake with myself wasn't doing shit for me. It wasn't serving me at all. And and that looked like me negating my boundaries Mm -hmm. in certain situations, Mm -hmm. which I realized for me I cannot do because that – puts my self-care off and and then I just become the worst person in the world but (laughs) but yeah just staying true to myself and how I feel and my emotions and being able to express that and and being okay with the fact that like no matter who you are people will fall in line where they need to yeah you know like people they'll either stray away which sometimes it hurts but they were if they strayed away they needed to they needed to you know Mm -hmm. and and if they gravitate towards you then they need to be there you know they serve a purpose like you i don't know what Mm -hmm. we have in store for these years but i know that we're gonna be together for a minute i love it so um yeah just just being as true to myself as i can and just spreading that same energy outward yeah Yeah. stay that way maya where can we find you you can find me on instagram and twitter at maya moves that is m is in mary y a is in apple h is in harry m-o-v-e-s you guys gotta follow her she is uh, a powerhouse maya the producer the dj the creative of the everyday woman um thank you folks for listening to this week's episode of walking your excellence i hope that you are inspired As inspired as I am, define who you are, follow your passion, speak speak your truth, truth, be be unapologetically you, and always remember to walk in your excellence. I love it. (laughs) 